This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Let's go. Educated. Wanna learn how to close deals? Wanna learn how to sell more? That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go. Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Hey everybody, welcome to War Games Wednesday. I'm your host, Joe Ingram. Uh, currently sitting at a client today, so today we will be quick, but I'm usually pretty quick when it goes through this. So I want to say, guys, thanks for joining us. Let's talk questions, okay? I want to start talking about what questions are we asking our clients, what questions are we asking our prospects to try to move them through the sales process. And look, guys, I prepared. I prepared for today. So here's what I want you guys to look at, okay? Jumping right in. Hold on, let me go grab Jaime because he was sitting here with me earlier. There he is. So uh, in looking at this, look, people are already jumping on. We got Alexander out there who hasn't told Facebook it's okay for him to do this. So he's just going to be a silhouette of a man. So um, when you guys look at that, okay, stop and ask yourself these questions. When you're sitting with people, and you are looking at asking them questions. If you're trying to ask them questions to gain a favor, to gain them something in the system to say, I need to move you along my sales process, there's several questions we use. And what I find with most people as I sit down and listen to them is that they turn around and say to you closed-ended questions. So what's a closed-ended question? It's a question that ends in yes or no. Right. It's a question that's going to be ending with just simply asking them, do you want X or Y? Do you want this or that? So in the real estate example with Jaime, who's congratulations, got his license and is going to go out there and sell a bunch of stuff. So with him, you when you're asking somebody. OK, now, if we all go back to Kimberly Slavic and what she shared with us when she was on is that we want to paint a picture or a vision at the end of what it is we're trying to accomplish. So when you say, hey, I'm going to be spending my time on war games, my answer for you at the end is I say, you know, when you come on to war games, you are going to have one thing to walk away from today with the ability to sell one more item. Right. Every day, I want you to be able to take away a nugget once a week. We're going to meet. And we say, guys, go. This is what you're going to do so you can actually sell more. Now, when you turn around and say we're going to sell more. Sorry, I just saw Ron Siegel's comment in the middle there. 
next level basement. We got way too much trouble for that, Ron. So when you look at this, when you go ask a client, so if we're going to do the real estate side of things with Jaime and he says, so are you looking for a three bedroom or a four bedroom? That's a closed end question, right? I gave you an either or, but the answer is it's not going to get a vision. So there is no vision. There is no me thinking about what I'm doing, where if he said, well, in an ideal scenario, right, if he went flipped it to open ended, he would say in an ideal scenario, you know, how many bedrooms would you be looking for in your house? Now they're going to start telling you, well, I'm thinking about uh, it. Would I, Ideally, I want to look at four bedrooms, but if it was five, right, then I could have my office and I can have this. And the open-ended questions is going to require a little more thought from you because what most sales processes become is an interrogation. It becomes the yes or no. Do you want this? Do you not want this? Do you want that? Like, for example, when it comes to a car, when somebody sits down and says, I'm looking for a car, we sit down and go, do you want, um, are you looking for six cylinder, eight cylinder? Are you looking for two door, four door? Are you looking for convertible, hard top, right? sunroof, no sunroof, nav, no nav? And we go into this and I'm either oring you, but I'm not giving you the opportunity to speak freely. And I'm not giving you the opportunity. So it becomes like, dang, are you really attacking me in this thing? Or should you be turning the bright light on my head, right? And put the glass of water out of it and just say, where were you on Thursday at 8 p.m.? And go after these individuals. But you're not going to. Yes, Ron Siegel wants four or five wheeler. So that, that there's a spare, Ron. So I got you covered. So, but that is rare today. For those that don't know, new cars typically aren't coming with a spare because it's a weight savings. And so they tell you, we're not charging you for it. So don't ask for it or you can buy it. But so we're going to look in, there's closed questions, closed questions, right? They're icebreaker questions. So that way, like in a group situation, you can just simply ask them really quick, like, okay, so what is your name? That's going to be real quick. Just one answer. If I go for an open ended question, Right. I can simply come back to him and say, so tell me what it is you do for a living. Right. And now I'm going to be asking that's technically a probing question, which is one of the next ones we have, but it's open for them. Or you can say, why, what, what made you come to the event tonight? Right. That's something that's an open-ended one. Or what are you looking for in this next opportunity? What are you looking for? Right. In your next vehicle. And you just sit open and allow that person so we're, gonna, we're testing Verizon with Tyler again. So we'll see if he's going to be all right. But I can ask you an open-ended question, which is, what is it you're looking for? An another question would be, what is the, if I turn around and said, again, this is why open takes a lot of thought because I want to give either ors. So it's a faster question process. And we all tend to do it and say, okay, so what is it you're looking for in the next? Are you looking for this or this, this or this? Right. Will you be using your the new vehicle for pleasure or for business? Instead of just saying, what's the new vehicle going to be used for? And then, you know, where do you guys go on vacation? Is an open ended question. Have you been on vacation recently? Yes or no. Right. And it's going to shut you down more along those ways. Probing questions. Probing question is actually a series of questions that dig deeper into something. So when I say to you, as I start probing, and I'm going to say, where was the last place you went on vacation? 
<clears throat> so I'm not asking you where do you want to go. I'm not asking you where you've been. I'm or I'm not going to ask you exactly where do you want to go in a dream world, right? Did you go? Yes or no, right? I'm going to go down and say, so where where was the last vacation you took? Where'd you go? And they're going to tell you, oh, I went here. And you go, now how did you like it? Right. If there was, would you go back again? And so the, it's a probing question, meaning that I'm just going to keep digging and keep digging. If we're in the sales process of something, it's you're going to sit down and go. So what are you looking for in the next home? Right. If I'm looking at what's the next form. OK, so then how many bedrooms? Right. What would the bedrooms be used for? Do you guys have kids? What are their ages? Right. And now you become this probing individual. And all of those is your probing with a closed ended thing to try to get them to give you an answer. So to me, the answer is going to be and I'm going to throw it out there and say hi to Larry Schneider because he popped in. Larry Schneider's always around. I love it. Amy, Amy Lee made it. Tell the parents I said hi. Scott Ricard, I see you sneaking up in there. So when you look at this, guys, so now we're going to come back and we're going to say now. One of the questions that I enjoy playing with a lot, but could get you in trouble really quick is what I call the leading questions. So we all watched the you know, courtroom drama when they go, I object, leading the witness, right? So when I look over and I go, so, Jaime, um, you decided to wear the green shirt, so if you turned on your green screen, your body would disappear, right? And you go, oh, that may be not why he put it on, <laughs> Okay, but I've already given I've given the answer within the question. So I'm already going to say, right, so on your next purchase, right, so on your what you're looking for in your next purchase is to find someone like myself who can help you through the entire process. Am I right in that? Right. And I just led you down to agree that I'm the person for you to do that. So the we use a leading question, right? They involve some kind of feeling like, well, the project's going well, isn't it? Right? Or this process is going really well, don't you think? If you use it incorrectly and you said, you really feel like buying for me today, don't you? And you stare at them like that, okay? Then immediately what happens with the leading question is you can, if you do it subtly, you are pushing them forward in your sales process. If you do it incorrectly, they're like, uh-huh, you're, you're definitely going to do this. One of the questions I, I dislike when I, people try to lead me and go, so you're, you would like to make more money, wouldn't you? Right? Closed-ended, yes or no, but you're leading me, so I know that I'm saying, wait, no. You would like to solve every problem in your business right now, wouldn't you? Right? And they go, and what are you going to say? No, no, I wouldn't. So they immediately say, you have locked me into a green with you, right? And now they immediately, like Kimberly tells us with hers, is the brain chemistry goes wrong because they see what you're doing. And they put it out forward and they go, uh-huh, this is just this. Like I always explain to the people here in automotive. I'm like, guys, don't ever offer somebody a test drive. A test drive is part of a sales process. Okay. You never buy a car. If Jaime goes and gets a brand new truck, he doesn't come over to me and throw me the keys and go, you need to test drive this. He says, hey, bro, go take it for a spin. Right. And then because it's a non-confrontational thing and he's saying, hey, go do this, I'm going to still tell him. Don't tell me what to do, but it's still going to be, it's not part of a sales process and your verbiage can't sound like it's part of a sales process, right? So then we get into the straightforward and the, what we call um, loaded questions, 
right? And there's a place for all of these in the in your process, right? So a loaded question when I look at, I'm looking at Jaime and I say, so Jaime, have you stopped um, stealing cars? Right? <laughs> He's going to go, dude, why you put my business out there? Right? Or or he didn't. But I'm assume, we assume automatically part of what's going on. So one of these loaded questions is, right? So are you tired of losing money every month by not training your people? which is something I can say to somebody, Jaime, on selling LSVT, you could say that to them, but the brain chemistry is going to bounce out wrong. And if the brain chemistry bounces out wrong, you're going to disconnect yourself from that individual. So I prefer to look at it and say, wouldn't it be great if all the training was well received and you saw instant profitability from what they learned? Right. I can throw that out as a question or I can say, just imagine if everybody that was here took away one piece that they can now use to sell more in their next sales transaction. Right. And then they go, oh, and now I'm leaving you out there to imagine something. I'm not asking you a question. I'm just saying, imagine if this is what the end state was. And if the end state is there right? Then all of a sudden they like you more because the feeling inside of them is positive. So you look at that and go from there, right? Now we can also go with a funneling question, okay? So a funnel question, when you look at funneling questions, what is that? It's where we're either going to start really specific and go wider, okay? Or we're going to be Russell Brunson and we're going to start really wide, general, and specific get all the way down, right? If you've ever gone through anything that uh, somebody in ClickFunnels has done, you'll look and say, oh, it's a general question. Are you tired of doing this? Are you tired of doing this and getting the same poor result, right? And then we step down. So that's a general question. You go, yes, right? Do you wake up tired every day? Of course you do. I was asleep just a second ago. But when you come up, right? No, Jaime, you jump out of bed because you'd rather have a, have a next day than a million dollars, right? And then, <laughs> oh, for those that know, you know, um, looking at it, you're going to say, okay, great. So I start at the top and I come down and then I go, so have you tried other things that have failed, right? And then we come down. Would, would it be better if you had something that was guaranteed to work? Now I get lower and I say, so if, it, if you had the option to buy a training program that had a money back guarantee, would that make you feel better? Now we're coming down, right? And this is the basis of every funnel that's out on the internet. But you can do this with your prospects if you map out everything that you start with. In the car business, Tyler and I will tell you, right? Jaime's played that game too. We start with, what are you looking for? And we start with, you're looking for SUV, something very generic. And then we get all the way down to where we can find three to five things to show them based on what we have in inventory, which right now is absolutely nothing. So, and then we're going to look at that. Now that was, that was not my shadow. That was actually Andrea. But so looking at that, I want you to think, how can I funnel somebody down to get to the end result, which is them purchasing from you? And that's what we're going to look at. So again, closed questions, shoot back, open-ended questions. The open-ended questions are what? I'm just going to let you talk when it comes through. They're better at building rapport. Lewis, smile to everybody. Nick, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> He's over there ducking around. Hey, I'm in a client. That's what's going to happen. So 
looking at that. Um, so the probing questions, that's where you start digging deep into what they're doing and it can easily get uncomfortable, right? The loaded ones where we asked, I mean, if he's, you know, if he's out still selling cars or is he stealing motorcycles now, things like that. So when we ask those questions, they're loaded and they're going to bring up the wrong kind of thing. Funneling down. You can go into something. You can ask rhetorical questions like, isn't this the best question training you've ever had? I know. Let's move forward. Right. And so there's no reason to ask the question. And if, it, if it's rhetorical in nature, it's just designed for you to make a point. And if it's rhetorical in nature, you think you're helping the sales process by bringing up that opportunity and you're not. OK, so a lot of times the questioning that you go through is going to actually hurt you more than not. So looking at that, I want you guys to think about it and I want you to go through and pay attention to which question you're actually asking the person and can you change it so that you can actually provide a vision and put it down. And so one of the things I want to share with you is this little diagram that I made because as we get to the end of this and we say, great, now I know I'm how I'm asking questions and what am I doing, right? Tom Bosick is also hiding from everybody, but he's laughing at Jaime stealing motorcycles and cars so far today, right? So I'm going to go ahead and click over here, share screen. Share screen number two. This is the biggest thing I want you to understand when it comes to actually looking at your questions that you're asking. So one of the things I'll tell you, right? And I was working with Lewis here just a few moments ago, um, based on how confident do you sound when you're asking a question or speaking to a client? One of the things I want you to understand is a question, the tonality of you talking goes up at the end. So in the industry that we're at here, right? In the, in the automotive space, we get to the point of saying, um, and uh, that number is, right? And, or can I have your number? When, we, when it goes up at the end, it's a question. And we all know that to be a question. And when you ask somebody a question, that always gives them the opportunity to ignore you. And they can look and say, no, I don't want to, right? So it becomes difficult in the fact that you are giving them permission to deny this request. So I don't like to do that. The statement is something that goes straight across. So in a statement, you say, Jaime's wearing a green shirt, All right? So you got Jaime, green shirt, blending into the background. Joe, white shirt, blending into the white background, right? And I'm going to throw this up real quick so everybody can see this. You got Tyler's head blending into the ceiling of his car, okay? So he's the only one trying to be different at this point. But looking at the way you talk, so questions go up at the end, statements stay flat. You're just saying something matter-of-factly, but a demand goes down. A demand goes down. And I almost didn't put this up just so that Ron stayed ignored as he was typing in things. But looking at that and you go blah, 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 and then it drops at the end. So I always teach somebody at that point, I go, and that number is, or if I say, so are you calling me from homework or sell? And I drop the word sell with my voice. If I said homework or sell, it becomes a question. When I say homework or sell, and I drop my voice down, when my voice drops down, it unconsciously triggers that it's a demand. So I don't want your home number. If you still have a home number, I wonder why you're 100 years old, 
right? You probably run outside to go meet the mailman, right? Because you're like, somebody's who talked to me. Woo, yeah, because your house phone ain't ringing forever, okay? So when you look at that and say, home, do I want your home number if I'm trying to get in contact with you? No, we ain't never home, right? Do I want your work number? No, because if we do any transaction outside of work hours, you're not there. And of course, I can't get a hold of you at any one of the meetings that you're participating in for your job. So I want your cell number. So then I say, are you calling me from home, work, or cell? And I drop down the cell and, and people will do this. We have recordings where people will turn around and say, oh, um, I'm at work, but here's my cell, right? Or I'm calling you from this, but here is my, here, I'm calling from home, but here's my cell number. So when you do that, you now are telling them what you want. So then when they go, oh, I'm calling from your cell, I go, oh, that number is, and I demand it again. How do you spell your last name? And you drop the word down on tonality. So you can ask an open-ended question. You can ask a closed-end question. You can ask all of these different questions, but how you ask it matters most, right? In a face-to-face -face transaction, your words represent 7% of your overall communication. So what your body is doing and the tonality, which is what we're talking about, that you're using is what's going to put it together for them and tell them what direction you're going. If you go pick up the telephone, it's 80% tone and inflection and 20% your words. So you've got to, can you read a script? Yes. Then if you can read a script, it's better if you can read it without sounding like you're reading. Because we'll line up the words right and you deliver it. The tonality is there. On, words only count by themselves in a text, an email, or a chat. Okay? And the tonality gets to be decided by the person reading it. Okay? So whatever kind of mood they're in, that's exactly what they're going to be doing. So be cautious of which question types you're using. Be very cautious of the tonality at which you deliver those questions. So that's what I want you to look at. Contribution over here from Tom Bosick, the Invisible Man. Read, think, speak. So I want you guys to know I appreciate all of you coming on board to do this, especially everybody who's watching this on the replay because you don't get the dynamic energy of Greeny and Whitey sitting over here in their respective ones. Look, and then Tyler's going to jump back on again. We're going to call him Kari. So Greeny, Whitey, Kari, that's what we have going on. Alien-y. Please understand. <laughs> so everybody needs to understand, change which questions you're looking at, deliver them better, use tonality to let people know whether they're that you're asking, right? Or are you actually trying to demand something? And you'll get a better result with dropping at the end to demand. So I don't see any questions in the chat, which is great because then I'm early for my 30 minutes. We're only at 22. Tyler, no, I've got a statement. I have the worst service on uh, Wednesdays at four o'clock. So yes, know. you do. Yes, you do. That's because you're the middle of the country. Nobody cares about you. So it's all down the middle. But, but anyway, if no other questions. I want to say to everybody, I appreciate you so much. And uh, if you do find it valuable, good. That's what it's designed to do. And I'll just throw out there to everybody, just go out there and sell something. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Sell a bunch of things. Sell a couple things. So. <laughs>
This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. 